0: Bueno, bueno. Uh-huh. <laughs> my name is Juanica, and thank you for tuning in to My with Strangers. Uh, this episode is not going to be a full episode, uh, not going to be a minisode. I guess it's just like a bonus episode. This was originally supposed to be an interview with another friend of mine. However, due to mostly my poor timing, my poor time management, um, this turned into more of a couple of friends sitting down and asking, you know, talking with them. Um, this is recorded in a dining room with other people around, so it's not the widest background, so in case that might be a little too um, distracting totally understand although if you do stick through this um i hope you enjoy it because these people are awesome i love these people very dearly and uh, i'm excited to share this episode um and another reason why this is also kind of the bonus episode is because i was recently i just got back yesterday from yesterday the day before technically yesterday. I just got back from LA and I was able to talk to some really awesome people there. I'm very excited to release these episodes and share these uh, with you. I'm not too sure when I'm going to release these. Uh, So far, I've been pretty much doing it chronologically. Uh, However, I think I might wait a little bit on these and these won't come out until a little bit later on. But either way, I'm really excited to to share these um la was was great had some bomb ass food of course (laughs) um so yeah thank you so much for listening and without further ado let's get to it I don't even know how to start this. It's been that kind of day. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, I'm already recording. I'm just kind of like. <sighs> Welcome to Cafe with Strangers, where this episode is. I don't know where this is going. This isn't where it was supposed to go. <laughs> it's one of those days where the universe just fucking hates you. Um, I have three people here today, and I will let them introduce themselves. Um And I guess, I don't know. See, I don't have anything planned for this because I was supposed to think about it before we even started recording. So just, I guess, your name and ethnicity, background, and then I'll start asking questions from there.
1: I am Mark Anthony. Um, I am, well, I'm Salvadorian, Samoan, Hawaiian, and Black. Um, I grew up mainly Salvadorian and Black. And yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Oscar. My family comes from El Salvador, but
3: I was born in the U.S., I'm David, born and raised in San Francisco, but my family is from Nicaragua. meat that I want.
0: I'm currently eating, so I apologize for any weird noises. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to start off with the first question that I know that I wanted to ask you, David. You are the only other person that is whiter than I am. <laughs> so, but that's an experience I want to talk about because it messed with my identity growing up as a kid. Well, mostly when I was a teenager, but then as I got a little bit older, it kind of just made me feel like I was never Latino enough. Did you ever feel affected by the color of your skin, and did you ever come across, like did you ever feel like you weren't Latino enough because of that?
3: I definitely had a little bit of that. Also because I have really straight, with very slight wave hair, I didn't have the standard curly hair, dark hair, black hair. So, a little bit of that. Maybe I had a little bit of, you know, skin color, melatonin, envy when I was young, but I never really let it define me. I knew what I was. I was proud of what I was. And I used it for the best of my advantage. Uh, I used it to, you know, at work test people's English skills, make them think that I don't speak Spanish. Um, I've heard plenty of people talk. Behind my back in Spanish, thinking I don't speak Spanish, and it's quite weird. But it's never really been a defining thing for me. I never let it affect me too much. I'll
0: go off from David onto Mark. Being multiracial, have you ever. Oh, actually, you know what? As long as I've known you, I don't know if you are multilingual or even bilingual. Oh,
1: yeah. Wish you speak. I speak Spanish, uh, English, a little, a little Portuguese, um, and my next language I want to learn is Haitian, just because <laughs> well, you know.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Um. So then, growing up, did you ever? How did you feel about your identity? Did you ever question your your um like racial identity, your ethnic identity, because of the people around you, the way the society is? Did it ever affect you? And if so, how?
1: Well, I mean, as far you know as I could remember, I've always been what I, exactly what I am. So um, it wasn't until I was faced with like people at school or like, you know, growing up and and being out in the streets and hanging out with friends and stuff like that did I actually question my race or you know my identity? Um, because i I grew up, you know, with one grandma making gumbo. And one grandma making, you know, so, you know, stuff like that. So I I always knew who I was. It wasn't until um, I started getting like, oh, um, you don't speak Spanish. So you're not, you're not Latin, you know? And I actually, um, I actually taught myself Spanish. Mm -hmm. I taught myself how to read, write, and speak Spanish um, through newspapers, through magazines, through novelas. um, And. To this day, I'm one of the only grandchildren of my grand- of my grandparents that speaks Spanish.
0: Do you remember how it made you feel when you were
1: called, quote-unquote, called out for that? Well, yeah. Um, I just felt like I felt like who I was was living a lie, you know? I felt like I was living such a big picture of where I painted myself that wasn't true. Um, because, like I said, all my life, I've was raised being very mixed mm-hmm. and hearing that I was like okay was I raised wrong kind of thing you know
0: do you lean towards not lean towards um oh. you identify <laughs> with one versus the other
1: um growing up I did growing up I only identified as Salvadorian mm-hmm. because um my dad's like Sal- Salvadorian Sal- Sal- my moms Salvadorian mm-hmm. and I grew up in a Salvadorian household um my, my biological mom is uh, black and Samoan, and I was raised with her up until I was the age of seven. So uh, after that, I didn't have any contact with that family um, up until a couple years ago, actually.
0: Hello, Oscar. If I call Oscar Hector, it's because my brain likes to do that to both of them for some flipping reason. Uh, I've known
1: them for ten years and, <laughs> and do the same thing.
0: Really? I, yeah. This and is I, news
2: to me. Really?
0: You yeah. haven't heard me call you like Hector? No, way it's, so. it's 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 Hector that I call Oscar all the time. Specifically, more so
3: that. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Ask, <laughs> ask
1: Hector; he'll he'll if, he yeah. if
0: will confirm that. <laughs> it
1: doesn't I, help like call each other Kai and Tai. You know, yeah.
0: That does not help. <laughs> All right. So for you, you are just from El Salvador, your family, right? Yeah. Okay. So how is it for you growing up?
2: Um, for me, I guess it's it's interesting because I some people have said I don't look like a traditional Salvadorian or like a Latin person. I get a lot of like. Middle Eastern, Indian vibes. Um, I guess because of my nose um, and my hair. So okay. there are times where people are like, what, you're Salvadorian? I'm like, yeah, why?
1: I think it's also the amount of hair. Sorry.
0: What does a traditional look in Salvadorian look like?
2: I, you know, I wish I could answer that question because if you look at me and Hector, we both look very different. And then when you involve Christian, it's mm-hmm. just like, we're we're three different shades and we all look different. Um
0: I mean we're all Latino you know look at our shades. Right. We're we're <laughs> we're in a split 50 fifty fifty right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. but yeah, whenever I got those questions, I always wondered if like some somewhere down the line we are
3: mixed with a different like race.
0: I mean look at us. Me mean David well, are the perfect example well, actually, of actually, right?
3: I looked a lot into it and for example, you mm-hmm. um, you have a lot of hair. That's actually a Spanish-European trait. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. native traits is a very minuscule amount of hair.
0: Huh?
3: Yes. It's very, not really, no, but traditional natives, Mayans, and Aztecs of the Americas didn't have a lot of body hair. Interesting. And, I don't like that. So <laughs> So, for example, me, that's where my native traits came from. I don't have a lot of hair. Very similar to someone with alopecia. But I have a full head of hair. Um, And it's part of a native trait. Although I have very European skin texture.
0: Features. Features. Yeah.
3: The eyes, the hair, the skin tone. Well, it's not completely one-sided because I can't grow a beard. A lot of people think it's the other way around. But Europeans have a lot of hair because of how their climate is compared to America's climates. Interesting. Yep.
1: Never heard that before.
0: Did someone think you were a different ethnicity? What was it? And has anyone ever tried speaking to you in a different language?
1: Yes. Um, I get Filipino all the time. I get Filipino all the time. Um, Especially, you know, working and going to school in Dana City, Mm -hmm. where there's so many uh, Pinoy brothers brothers and sisters, you know. Um, I would get approached by an auntie and uncle. A grandma speaking to and I would just be like, "Okay, you know, I, I, I would at first go along with it, yeah. And then because I grew up, you know, around so many Filipinos, I would kind of pick up on it, uh-huh. and so now I know a couple words, a couple phrases, you know, thank you, hello, how are you, stuff like that.
2: I would get a lot of like Farsi, um, Arabic, uh, Arabic.
1: Arabic,
2: Arabic, yeah, Arabic. there we go, yeah. yeah. Especially working at a coffee shop, and a lot of like Arabic folks love their drip coffee. They come up to me, Hey, brother. I'm just like, All right, I don't know what you're saying to me, but
3: here you go. And then,
0: has anyone ever mistaken you for something other than
3: white, David? I've gotten a lot of people come up to me with Russian, which is a bit of a. I can see that. Especially if I'm wearing like like a tracksuit type of jacket. Uh, I get that (laughs) a lot.
2: Oh, hell no. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Which my friends who know my history and people have tried dating, it's not a, it's a little bit of a weird situation, but it's a source spot, Interesting. It, right? It's oh, short no. spot. But I mostly get a lot of uh, Russian and French. I got mm. just
0: plain European. Every once in a while, someone thinks I'm Asian. I'm just like,
3: you're oh, way off. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: you
0: know, I don't know. What did that- you guys think I was when you first met? Me?
1: Honestly, I I knew you were like Latina uh-huh. or Latin. I'm sorry, Latinx. La Latina fine. Um, but I thought you were like mixed with white. <laughs> I, 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 I commonly get that a lot. I, too. Honestly, it's because like up until recently, actually last week when you came, I didn't know really you spoke Spanish. Bitch, no. I swear, I swear, swear <laughs> to God, you spoke Spanish either. <laughs> <laughs> Period, there you go. There you
0: go. But
1: I, I honestly didn't know you spoke Spanish, and and I didn't. I learned actually that your parents, both of them, were actually from Mexico. Yeah, I was born. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: you Learned something every day, every day.
0: What did you
2: think I was when you first met me? Honestly, I don't know. This was so long ago. But I figured you were some sort of Latinx, just because you your last name. Not everyone has Moreno. My mom's a Moreno. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was mad when she didn't give me that last name. I was like, Am I even your child? Am about you, David?
3: I knew you were, uh, what Hispanic, by the name Monica. I'm sorry. I've known a lot of Latin Monica's. On that note, um, the very moment I heard you say a single line in. Spanish, I knew you were Mexican, Mexican, because I can clearly pick out the the dialectist way to say it.
0: Do you think you guys can pull out dialects better, like relatively okay? Mm-hmm.
3: I feel I'm pretty good in it, as long as it's not like I can't teleport Salvadorian, Honduras, or Nicaragua. Nicaragua, a little bit, because of some of the words they say, some of the slang they say, some of the vulgar stuff. Mm. It's clearly Nicaragüense. But I feel like Mexican, more Central American, and Southern American just speak so vastly different along with Caribbeans. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, it's just almost like it could be a different language, but it's still the same base language.
1: It's, it's funny you bring that up because I, I live in New York. So, like, and I, my cousins are Puerto Ricans. So the way their grandma and they speak Spanish is way different than the way, you know, my grandma speaks Spanish. And so I picked up on like Dominican dialect, Puerto Rican dialect, uh even like Cuban dialect. So it, it's 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 interesting, like it's interesting to hear, um, especially like they have different slang words.
0: What do you guys call a a, a straw in Spanish?
1: Uh Ew. Yeah, pajia. Pajia.
3: Or popote.
1: It's, it's not
0: popote. <laughs> All of us <laughs> sorry,
3: it <laughs> isn't it isn't <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay, what about what about
1: um um popcorn? Palomitas. Palomitas. I say popcorn. <laughs> popcorn, popcorn. You
0: were saying j-
1: jacket. Because
3: uh, it's not chamarra. Chaqueta. Right? Chaqueta. I say chamarra, ch- chaqueta,
0: sueter.
3: It, it's chaqueta. Like, it's yeah, just like a sweater. pen or pencil. Suéter is just sweater, just pluma
2: or I, a lapicero.
0: I, I, use, I use lapis whether
3: it's a, uh, pen or pencil. Well, mm. well growing up lapicero is pen.
1: Yeah, it's, lapis.
3: it's lapis. lapis is pencil. Lapis is pencil. And lapisera is pen. Exactly. I
1: feel like pluma is very just like...
3: Uh, no, no. It's, it's like... Pluma it, bluma it, reserves... It's like no, no. It's, that's what it is, but pluma is referring to um calligraphy.
1: Okay. So, so those like fountain pens. pens. Okay. Ink pens, fountain pens,
3: those are technically plumas. Because plumas you would dip in ink.
1: Okay, because yeah, I, I always feel like bluma was very like sophisticated and like... Like kind of like up nose up in the air, kind of. It is. It is exactly. Nice. Okay. Catch me, my (laughs) fluma.
0: Okay. Um, I want to talk about my being Latin. Machismo. (laughs) How has that affected you? Um, What struggles did you have as a kid? Now as an adult, and like how you're working towards getting away from the toxic masculinity.
1: Well, um, I mean, so, um. I'm born and raised in the mission. My dad was, you know, born and raised in the mission. My mom, born and raised in the mission. So I grew up in a very, not Machi-style household, but like a very like, um, you know, like OG kind of low rider yep. lifestyle, like the total lifestyle kind of kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of way. Yeah. And that lifestyle, it wasn't common nor accepted to be any kind of LGBT, Openly sexual, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, for me, um, I didn't come out until I was 17. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. did you know? I knew <laughs> I knew when I was five. Um, I had a dream about a prince kissing me, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stop thinking about it for the, for the entire day.
0: Who was your gay awakening person? Um, or a character or something if you
1: have one I don't I don't think I have one i don't oh. think i don't don't think um it was a I don't think it was a character necessarily it was a but it was, <clears throat> it was the idea of a, of a man yeah you know, and I, I'm bi. yeah so I, I still love uh, women I still yeah. love you know you know you're bi. I'm bi. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like anything goes basically mm-hmm. but the fact that I was that young um and didn't come out until I was seventeen. Um, because of the the lifestyle my dad had basically set up for me, mm-hmm. you know, I really wailed out when after I came out. Mm-hmm. I you know got blonde highlights, mm-hmm. and you know i I would wear you know skinny jeans and and very tight tank tops, and I did the whole ducklift thing, and you know i I wailed out because I was like, I'm free now. And thank God for my um, LGBTQ family, my chosen family, mm-hmm. because they really, um, especially my 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 adopted father, Pete, rest in peace, he uh, passed away on 420 oh, no. last year. Um, he really set the bar for me and made it okay to be as feminine as I wanted to or as masculine as I wanted to be and still be a man. And still be comfortable in my own skin um, and now I, I you know I dialed back the you know the quote unquote gay gayness of fashion or gayness mm-hmm. of um you know expression
0: did you feel like you had to do that or go go into a more masculine or feminine way because you were trying to either prove to yourself or overcompensate or anything like that
1: I was definitely overcompensating definitely because um, in our world, not only the Latino world, but the LGBTQ world, um, you're not allowed, or it, you're always judged. So I was judged by my my LGBT folk and my Latin folk. Mm-hmm. I wasn't masculine enough for the, the Latin folk mm-hmm. and I wasn't gay enough for the gay folks. Um,
3: phobia.
1: The phobia on both sides. Um, now I'm comfortable to say this is who I am. If I choose to dress in, you know, a, a white tee and Dickies with some Cortezes or Air Forces on and a backwards hat, that's my choice. Yeah, you know. But it took me a long time to get here. Actually, that yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> who wants to go next? <laughs> What's question? Um, he kind of tied in two things, basically about machismo, but I wasn't eventually oh. going to get to the point of like sexuality and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if you have an experience that involves both of them, or if there are any things that are just specific to machismo that you've had to deal with that you struggled, struggled, struggled with.
2: I mean, I guess you know, seeing how my mom raised us compared to how my dad was, you'll you'll easily tell which what which side is which. My mom has been very carefree. Um, I have a gay older brother, so, like, being queer has also been a lot easier for me because she's been so accepting. She's had a lot of... She has a gay best friend that she loves to party with, um, but she's always been, you know, just... She never cared what we really dressed like or what we did, like, so to this day, we'll go get manicures. We'll get our nails painted together.
0: Um, so you were never...
2: At least when I was with my mom, I never felt like I had to worry about that.
0: Were you, you you Did you ever feel worried or scared to come out to her?
2: I mean, even to this day, I don't think I've ever come out to my family. they are just you. I'm just me. Um, but for my dad, I think I had to, like, tone it down a little bit um, just because they are a bunch of, you know... Latin people, you know, from the homeland or whatever. So they have, they're stuck in their ways. Um, and I guess on my dad's side, there isn't a lot of, like, queer people that have opened that door for them. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the few that they're, that are there, it's been, it's been rough.
0: Okay. What about you?
3: So, I'm a straight, cis white male. (laughs) (laughs) So, masculinity is a little bit different for me. Um, I am masculine. Yeah. I like the masculine appeal. I like being woodsy and outdoorsy. You know, I mean, you're
0: um, a car dude.
3: I'm also a car dude. Yeah. Um, I also like guns, which is a very masculine thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my family has been pretty toxic masculinity. You know, a lot of that. A lot of homophobia mm-hmm. growing up around it. But I always knew that if I were, they would be accepting it. They make jokes about it within their own self, which is not good. But I knew that if I was, I'd still have support at all, um, just because they're very loving people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, every time I hear anything toxic, I just kind of either correct them, say hey, it's not right to say. But never really, never really uh, affected me, because I've always liked the masculine approach of things.
0: Did you guys ever question my sexuality? Who? Mm-hmm. Mine. Yeah. Yes. Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Because that's something that i come to learn is that <laughs> other people were way more aware of it than I ever was.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, and I, I didn't know much about your past relationship, but I, I was there for it. Um,
0: This past one or the one before
1: that? The one before.
0: Oh, the, the toxic one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. I have a theory where we LGBTQ folk, uh, we tolerate so much more, yeah, before coming out because we try to suppress our, our our coming out, and so that's what I felt like you were doing. You were tolerating so much in that relationship because you were suppressing your sexuality and you were suppressing yeah. who you were in your identity as a whole. So that's why I I felt like, you know,
0: bro, I thought it was hell straight. <laughs>
1: I thought I was, was so
3: fucking straight. Oh, no. Oh, no! So I knew pretty pretty evidently when uh, there was one time you were worried if you looked like lesbian. And I remember one time you asked me, I was like and I remember asking like, No, but why does it matter? And you're like, It just it just matters because I don't I don't want people to think I'm that and that's a, that's a key indicator. Wow. That was a long time ago. This that was like internal homophobia, dude. No, I like 2015
0: ish. Why did no one think to bring this up?
3: Because it's something personal with you, and you need to realize it. We mm-hmm. can't out of you because that's also basically outing you. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I guess I don't know. I guess I was just so oblivious that like I I just would have been like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, well, it sounds about right. <laughs>
1: And like you, you came to terms with it in your own time. Like yeah. you came to terms with who you were at twenty five. At twenty <laughs> five, but you still came to terms with it on your own terms. Yeah, you know. And for us to be like, oh, you know, are you are you know are you gay? It's okay, but that's still kind of like you know, intrusive and, and invasive.
2: What about you? What did you know? Um. Well, looking at our friend group, everyone's a little queer here, whether they say they are or aren't. Um, so it's a matter of time before, you know, people dabble.
0: We're um, either
1: queer or ally. No, no, David, David don't lie. You, you've touched my <laughs> ass. You've touched my ass multiple times, David. Yeah, because it's funny. Yeah, sure it is. Because okay. it's funny.
2: Like I said, I think it's just a matter of time before people are comfortable enough with themselves and have that right friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wow. sexuality is fluid. Jenny's
0: good. Maybe I should just, have known. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> you
1: should have known. Okay. Mental illness. Hmm. Ooh, topic. <laughs> How was
0: it with you guys in your household? Can you talk about it? Was it <clears throat> coming open? Um, did you ever get diagnosed? Did you ever go seek out diagnosis? Diagnoses? No one rush at all?
3: <clears throat> so, <laughs> never really been diagnosed. I have traits, thoughts, theories of... So. Possible ADHD. My um, sister has pointed out many, many times the
0: fact that you were sitting here and as they were talking, you were playing with like a little mint. You were playing with your phone. And in the back of my head, I'm like ADHD.
3: Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, I know everybody has a different opinion and stuff like that, and they need different s- stuff. I um, I think the biggest, most evil thing in America is big pharma. And how they push medication for people that don't really need it. Um, but you're
0: very anti medication.
3: Yes. Okay. Not for per, uh, personal reasons. Not mm-hmm. I don't hold it against anybody who does take it to make themselves more.
0: For yourself, you're. you're, you're exactly.
3: Not for it's it. more for my mm-hmm. personal body. Other than that, I've always called him pretty level headed, besides that.
0: Yeah. I feel like you're one of the most mentally sane, or actually, no. I no Hector. I thought was the most mentally strong, and, and then and then I spoke with him. Yeah, and then he made me cry, and <laughs> we, we cried together. <laughs> yeah, um, and he's then, been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And then for you, I I can't tell. Ta- I can't fucking beat you, dude, because <laughs> you respond like in with like sarcasticness all the time. And mm-hmm. part of me is like. Would I even be able to ask you a question and actually get, like, a serious response? That's not in like, a, a, a bad way, but I'm just like, I can't read you in that sense. Like, um, I, to me, I think everyone <laughs> goes through their own thing, oh, but I was like, I own. can't help you.
2: Oh, yeah, you have to catch me on a Saturday morning listening to my music with my bottle of oh, wine. yes.
0: <laughs> and Mark Comfort. Oh, I, Mark Anthony, they're partners, so that's why. I was yeah. Like, I you, do you, is that true?
1: It is. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, it, it. I feel like it's very healthy for him. Because you know he he's so strong externally, mm-hmm. um, so for him to show that little bit of vulner- vulnerableness, it's it's healthy.
0: How long did it take Oscar to open up to you? Was he really reserved in the beginning?
1: Um, yeah, he he was ri- really um, and he still is very much more more attentive to more attentive to my feelings than anything else. Um, and I tell him all the time, you know. If I ask you how are you, it's not for some bland ass answer. Yeah. It's actually because I, I care about how you are and you know your your mental health and you know what you're feeling. Yeah. So it it it's still taking him a little bit to to learn that he he can open up and stop being that strong person.
0: How difficult is it for you, Oscar, to ask someone for help?
1: <clears throat> um, I would say it's very hard,
2: just because. For some reason, I become the shoulder that people can cry on. So I, I feel like I take on the burden of being that that wall for them to lean on.
0: Have you guys ever been diagnosed with
1: anything? I like, do been me. to a mental health therapist or um, health therapist. Yes. no. There's okay. The, the Short answer: my, no. The ones to my left say no. Well Oh, <laughs> I I have chronic ADHD, ADHD, um, and I was seeing my school guidance counselor up until I was in high school. Um, and even then I would still go regularly to check in because um, in my household, we wouldn't talk about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't talk about anything that pertained to how we were feeling, especially me being a, a man. And, my a, my and And a bisexual man, my dad literally, his excuse was, you watch too much TV. You watch too much TV, you're being dramatic, you're being overly dramatic, and when I would finally open up to him and talk to him about how I would feel, um, he basically blew me off. He's gotten way better with it now, because mm-hmm. him now, he's going through a lot of mental health issues himself, um, he, and he's starting to learn how to process those. Um, but... I wasn't allowed to talk to my family and people in my household about it because mental health wasn't a thing. So because of that, I chose and sometimes still choose to talk to anyone and everyone about my feelings because I still, you know, that little kid inside of me still needs that validation of my feelings are are you know worthy and valued and you know I'm loved and cared about you know.
0: You know I always thought that you two were a, a very complimentary couple. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: Yeah, because here I am thinking I was like, oh, you just like okay, I'm gonna go ahead and talk it, and then Oscar is like worse than me, not in a bad way, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I because I know I'm pretty reserved, You're and so reserved. I just I just feel like no, out of everyone, out of all the friends I feel like I know you the least. I feel like I know him more than I know you. I don't know. I think you, you just you and I have never really sat down to talk. And like I thought I knew Hector I did amount. I don't. So like considering that, I don't fucking know you, dude. Who are you?
2: Mm, that's <laughs> that's for the next episode. But the Dragon Ball Z.
0: <laughs> As I have to leave like in twenty minutes to the airport. <laughs> right. Um,
2: like I said earlier, I'm just. I'm usually the one people can vent to and talk about things because I do consider myself pretty open-minded about things. So people feel like they can say, talk to me about anything or say whatever they want. Um, That's, that's the role that I've kind of grown up doing, I guess. Um,
0: So you're trying to tell me as a little kid, you had no one to go to.
2: Basically. Basically. Yeah. You became the person. That is actually it, I think.
1: (laughs) That and and I feel like um, because your mom is a single single mom and she had to be strong for the three of you, if not four of you, your older sister, you know, you, you, you took her strongness, but you weren't properly shown that it's okay to open up because, you know, her having to take care of your kids make money for the household, you know, and and be that strong, supportive parent for you guys. She couldn't really vent anyone. So, I feel like you took that from her. Her, her.
0: It also makes me kind of wonder, like, how... That's usually, like, an older sibling type of thing. So, makes me wonder how present your brother was. Oh, he was
2: always there. He would never leave me alone. But the thing is, he... I felt like he got more... Attention than I did.
0: Are you you're the middle child,
2: huh? I basically. Middle
0: child syndrome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it went from my older brother to my little brother, just like that. I feel like I've always had to do just do things on my own. Yeah. Because um, my aunt adored my older brother. Everyone loved my little brother, and then you know, people friggin' just. I don't know. I just felt like the odd one out sometimes. I
0: feel that.
2: So I was just like, let me be my, let me do my own thing, and they can figure out what they want to do with that.
0: We have more people coming <laughs> eventually, and I'm trying to look for something here. Um, yeah, so there's no coffee for today. Instead, we have Jack in the Box that we waited in line for we a long coffee. time, except David.
1: David who, actually had
0: coffee. David actually had coffee, home brewed, cold brew. No, I it
3: coffee. is it is a. Japanese cold brew pour over using Colombian beans. Just for background, I own a coffee shop. I've been involved in coffee for twenty-eight years of my twenty-eight years of life. <laughs> um, so
0: he was born in a coffee field.
1: Molded, a a born, a born it. molded, born. Instead, uh, I don't know
0: what
1: that was. <laughs> and, and, and and instead, instead of a little, a little, um, little embryo in your mom's stomach. You are coffee bean. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> a little coffee bean.
3: actually right now i have a little um on my desk a little plant And you know, of all the plants that i chose to have on my desk it's a coffee tree plant
2: that's cute wow build it put it in the backyard
3: it won't grow shit here oh never mind it's too dry and too cold here it oh, needs yeah, to be like
0: too
3: cold. well no the temperature's right it's just not high enough in elevation so the oxygen levels won't be right for it coffee is really sensitive Coffee needs yeah. to grow in hot climates, mm-hmm. so Central America, Central America, North Southeast Asia, uh, Southeast uh, or Southwest Asia, South, like the islands, Malaysia, mm. um, Kenya. But it needs to be higher up on mountains elevation because if it gets too hot, you won't yield good coffee, and if it gets too cold, you won't yield good coffee. It's very picky, and to Funny enough, it's very picky, but it's also like the world's biggest psychoactive drug by a long shot. You know what
0: I just realized? Whenever you talk about coffee, you go onto your, not tangently, but you, like, you, you talk about it. Everyone knows that. When David talks about his coffee, he talks about his coffee.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If,
0: if it's ADHD, then that fucking makes sense, too. It's your hyper
3: focus. So, well, I also go onto the same tangents, whether it's like whenever I talk about something that I'm really passionate about, I get really into it. Whether it's cars, ADHD. computers, guns, Hyper focus. Yeah, it's a hyper focus. Lisa's here. All right,
0: we we have and and who?
3: my girlfriend, Shauna. Oh,
0: hey! Right. Now we have Ew, uh, you have a girlfriend? Grace.
3: Yeah, it's part <laughs> of me.
0: My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're um, straight. <laughs> <laughs> straight. We'll take a ease. Yeah, I don't know
2: if you can hear the dog. I
0: might just pause this. Hoss. I'm still gonna be fucking late to the airport. It's my oh, I caught that on. <laughs> Alrighty, so there's been a We have a new guest here. This guest is uh, I was gonna say a joke, but I was like, I don't that was no joke came out. That was a terrible that was so bad.
2: Pay for effort.
0: <laughs> okay, so and the dogs. So you're you're a Salvadorian and you're also Italian. Yeah.
4: Growing up, how did that affect your identity? If it did, and how so? I feel like I always like push so hard to like show people that I was Hispanic because no one ever thought I was and when I told them they were like no and I'm like well no yes (laughs) like they were trying to fight me on my own race I guess I don't know um but I can't it it didn't affect me in the same way like I said I'm white passing so you know I think when I get called things like a stupid white girl or something Mm. like in an argument that's where I'm, I get triggered because I'm like, you don't know you know, where I come from, like the shit that my family has been through, the shit that I've seen my family go through, the shit that I've seen my friends go through. Because even though like, yeah, my past, like, I, I'm the whitest person totally. out of all my friends, totally. you know? Like, and, you know, so I would, in high school, I, Oscar could tell hey, you, like no. we would go out together. Not even, I'm not okay. saying like him specifically, but there's been times where like going to the mall, so having my friends being oh, followed cool. and I wasn't being followed. And you know it's Over like it. shit like that where it really puts Over like it. perspective into place where you're just kind of like, why are people like this? And it's very surprising. And it's it's just it's just sorry, my plus one's here. Um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's just yeah. weird. Ho, ho,
0: baby ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <get> her now. <laughs>
3: you want
4: coffee? Yes. Um, always coffee. Yes um yeah I mean I guess that's that's it okay know. and then the whole language thing because I remember it uh, being a thing for you where like not oh yeah it was always a thing super and I- upsetting because it's not like it was yeah I could have tried a little bit harder but like when your family like literally makes fun of you for, <laughs> for pronouncing something wrong when you're all you're doing is just trying like it just it's very discouraging and it makes you not want to try um but luckily like I have family that makes fun of me but it's also you know they've love me at the same time so they wanted to still be there and support me and you know now that i'm older and i have my daughter i'm like made it a point for my family to just only speak to her and you know my dad's side spanish and my mom's side italian and are you trying to raise her to be trilingual oh no yes yeah, she is she, she, is. Under- she is she understands she understands I more the other languages so than english right now yeah jimmy is over here like what is <laughs> what why doesn't my daughter understand me because uh, <laughs> yeah because jimmy is just like caucasian
0: american right Scottish Irish Scottish Irish. Yeah, okay. Oh, but not I mean pretty <laughs> much.
4: Yes. <laughs>
0: Baby ASMR.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, she
0: sounds like Boo. Yeah, she looks
4: like Boo too.
0: If you put her hair in two little pictures, she looks like Boo. that's so cute. Um <laughs> anything else about like your identity, like more so specifically Latin identity that you want to mention anything?
4: I mean not really. That's cool. It's not like you had time I'm to very prepare. Very proud, very proud. I make a point to try to, like, and I, not because, I don't know, not because I'm trying to make up for anything, but I feel like I was raised with a lot of my culture. Like, I am, I am Salvadorian and Italian, but I was also raised by, like, my step-grandfather who's also Peruvian, so I feel like I have that in, not in my blood, but, you know, in my spirit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I make a point to, like, embrace those cultures and, like, learn how to make the foods, like, I'm white as fuck, but I make a bomb ass almost saltado, you know, like shit like that. No, but
0: <laughs> yeah. You and I have talked a lot more than anything about mental illness. Like, was how I don't remember if how, in your family it was not not normal, but like was it a thing to talk about, or did you no like, no. no.
4: I don't know, like, when I have, like, really bad anxiety, it would get to the point where, like, I would have really bad panic attack or whatever you want to call it, because, you know, they don't understand how, like, what my triggers are and stuff, but I also don't either, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not properly diagnosed. I don't, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, stuff so like, you're here?
1: What's are up?
4: What the, the Hi. Train? Where's
0: the charge? <laughs> well, I think I can kind of call this...
1: Oh, you did your questions thing?
0: I kind of, I kind of rushed through this.
1: Cool. Okay. Mm,
0: yes and no? Multiple experiences. Yeah, I would have loved this for this right. to yes. We'll to I would have loved for this to go longer, time. but it's not really gonna.
2: We'll come to. to do. We know. No, part two. No,
0: we, can we can do a part two the on right. next time I come, okay. whenever that. How that will be. Well,
1: as you can tell, it's a bit of a party going on now, and I got to run to the airport. So,
0: any last words?
2: Uh, thank you for having us. It's actually been kind of fun.
1: <clears throat> All I to say is brown and black trans life matters.
0: Yeah. Yes, agreed.
1: 10,000%. Nice. Alrighty. Wait, until
0: next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.